Now, mom and dad are in the back back there, and they are precious souls. We love them to death. Um, they serve in spectacular ways here, and they have done a great job with their children, and we have uh, seen the fruit of that. Um, Christopher and Darlene um, have been on the field for quite some time. How many years have you, have you been out there doing what you do? About 12 years. Okay. All right. I want to start with a question that really kind of sets this up and, um, and give me a short but clear answer <laughs> on this. Um, I, I wrote this down. I said, how has your Christian heritage influenced your desire to serve Christ? Because I, I know both of your stories. So... In, in a few minutes or a short, or tell us how that influenced, because not everybody goes to the mission field, let alone Papua New Guinea and flies planes into jungles. Um, so how did your Christian influence um, lead you to this, uh, the both of you together? Yeah, for me, it was, it was the foundation of my life. Grew up uh, in a Christian family, Christian parents and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandparents on both sides. Uh, so the, there was the, the foundation, the heritage was there. Um, I, I had parents who challenged me to, to try new things, uh, who were willing to send out their, their teenager um, to short-term missions trips. Inner city, Portland, Oregon, not the nicest place to send your little boy. Um, uh, and, and I really was stretched uh, beyond myself. I, I figured out pretty quick that just the good little Christian boy, uh, be good, don't do bad things wasn't going to cut it. Um, I had a grandma that took me to a, a church with a youth program, and, and I saw uh, some youth presenting. They did a sports clinic and then a program in the evening, and I saw in them the real thing. You know, the way they interacted uh, when people were slighting them on the soccer field or, or breaking the rules and getting away with it. They responded in love, and I said, that's the real thing. I want that. Um, you know, so just the, the whole family was a big part of it. Uh, my big sister, who, uh, who was a piece of leading me to the Lord at a very early age, woven into all of that, the, the Word of God. You know, seeing, seeing a mother every morning that's there reading her Bible and studying it, and, and parents on both sides that uh, when the doors of the church were open, they, they were there, uh, and they were serving God. Um, so that's, uh, that heritage just laid the foundation um, and, and really spurred me on, uh, both of us, to this is what we want to support. Uh, in missions, we want to support you know, the Word of God and Bible translation. I grew up as a pastor's kid, and um, Mom was talking about all the pastors in her life that she appreciated. I said, I really appreciated my pastor growing up, too. <laughs> We had a lot of missionaries that would come in our, to our home for a meal or for overnights, and I loved to hear their stories, and I could imagine myself on the mission field. Um, the Word of God was extremely important in our lives, and I was involved with Awana, so I learned many Bible verses and realized that it was God's Word that had power. The Gospel is the power of God for all who believe also went on some missions trips that my parents supported me in and our church supported me in and uh, was there that I saw the global hallelujah, you know, people mm -hmm. from all over the world worshiping our God, mm -hmm. but also great needs. And mm -hmm. I knew that I could fit in there. Mm -hmm. And when my daddy baptized me as a little girl, he asked me this question, are you willing to go wherever God wants you to go? As a nine-year-old, I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I knew the answer was yes, so I said yes. And God has 
not forgotten that. Amen. Um, give that to Christopher. Um, I know they met on a short-term missions trip and uh, both had some gifts alike. You met each other and fell in love, and, and here we are, three children later, and halfway around the world serving the Lord. So um, praise the Lord for that. Um, on your card, um, it says that you support Bible translation through aviation. And I know, uh, Christopher, you told me you have about 50 pilots. You fly missionaries in on jungle landings on the side of a hill to get them into those places to share the gospel. You, you carry snake-bitten villagers to hospitals. All of those things, uh, wonderful. Um, but I want you to speak to that just for a moment of the role to make sure that God's word is getting around the world and in places where it would be very difficult for us to go. So can you speak to that just for a moment? Yeah, um, we have a team of uh, 50 uh, in the aviation uh, mm -hmm. team just there in Papua New Guinea. Uh, only about 12 pilots. We'd love to have 50 pilots. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and my job, uh, one of my roles is, is flying airplanes and teaching uh, and checking and competency, making sure that we all know what we're supposed to know every six months. We get tested uh, with written and oral and practical. Um, so that's, that's the exciting and the fun part. Uh, and then as well, the other half of my job is management. So I manage the training and competency department uh, for 50 with engineers, mechanics, uh, coordinators, flight coordinators, janitor, uh, even the director of aviation. So making sure everybody is complying with the rules and regulations uh, and is competent uh, and advancing in their competency to do their job. Uh, as far as supporting the Bible translation, we've got 200 teams uh, right now in Papua New Guinea alone that are working on 200 different language groups. Um, some of those, a few of those programs are multi-language, so they're working in 10 or 11 or 15 different languages. Um, so a lot of exciting stuff. But all of those, you know, the, the translators, they're, they're out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they can't just jump on a city bus or, um, you know, catch an American Airlines flight. It's, uh, it's a hard road to get out there and get back. A lot of their coworkers, the Papua New Guineans, um, have uh, minimal education. Some of them uh, uh, college graduates, some of them high school graduates, some of them less. And so we will uh, routinely be flying these Papua New Guineans into our uh, either main centers or the, the big center at Ukarumpa uh, and run them through six week, eight week courses in translation principles, uh, key terms, uh, some of them are going through Greek and Hebrew, so they can go back into the original text as, the, as one of their translation resources. Uh, we do quite a bit of commercial work as well, uh, and the profit from that goes back into flight subsidy for these translators, because uh, it's a big and expensive task. Uh, and we've got the tools we can make some profit uh, as well. We give you know, feet and hands to the message of the gospel. We're, we're serving the people uh, and we're providing medevac, we're providing transport of goods so they can grow organic uh, Starbucks level coffee um, <laughs> and we fly it out into the cities and they can sell it and they can buy clothes for their children and medicines and salt and soap, you know, just the basic necessities of life and fly it back out there into the middle of nowhere. Um, and in the process of all that, you know, we're, we're now Christian businessmen working with uh, some pretty uh, fine people as well mixed in the business world, some pretty scandalous, uh, crafty, sinful sinners. Um, 
And so as we get squeezed, the Christ and the word of God that's in us is uh, what we desire to get squeezed out of us. And that just kind of permeates mm. everywhere that we go uh, into all these little bush villages. Mm. Well, finally, just give us a few things that we as a church, we really do pray for our missionaries. How can we pray for you, you and your family and the ministry? Yeah, immediately um, we've got a month um, We've got the month of April here. We're working on recurrency and training and trying to get things in order to go back to Papua New Guinea. A lot of uh, just time management uh, struggles and challenges throughout the day. Uh, We're homeschooling. We've been homeschooling for this nine-month furlough, uh, but in different places all around the U.S. So uh, for those of you that have been that route, you know the challenges and can pray for that for our children and for the teacher and the principal, um, for grace and love and and truth. Um, We need to decide here fairly shortly, are we going to leave, go back to Papua New Guinea early June or late June? Uh, We're waiting on Papua New Guinea visas, um, and all of that has to go through all the proper channels, and you can't really grease the wheels or make it go quicker or slower apart from prayer. Um, So you could pray for God's wisdom and timing for when we should return. Uh, There's arguments to go soon and arguments to go later. Um, I think um, you guys have a a special opportunity with my parents here, uh, with my dad with Parkinson's. Um, One of the things that takes missionaries off the field uh, is is ailing parents or parents that can't take care of themselves. Uh, and, and I have a lot of confidence. Uh, the, the body that God has surrounded my parents with, even my, my sister and brother-in-law being able to move and, and live right there with them. Uh, but there's still plenty of need for support um, as they're figuring out, you know, dad's Parkinson's and working with uh, Grandma Lather, who's, who's old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, there's needs that are out there. And uh, I think as you guys, you know, pray for us that we have peace. Uh, it's really hard to, to say, love you, dad and mom. See you in another four years and blast off to, to Papua New Guinea. Um, Darlene's parents are in good health, but, uh, as well, they're, they're getting more advanced in years. And, uh, so you could pray for us for peace and, and wisdom. Just pray for our hearts to continue to be dependent upon Jesus Christ because apart from him we can do nothing. Mm. And uh, pray as we get back to Papua New Guinea that we'll discern God's will in our roles. There have been people that have been doing our job Mm. while we've been here and uh, we don't want to just storm back in and say, okay, you need me. Mm. Um, That we would have the wisdom to watch and see and how God is leading in different ministries in our church especially. Mm. Amen. Well, let's pray for them right now. Father, we thank you for the Clark family, um, all of them, Lord, mom and dad, and um, particularly Christopher and Darlene and the kids. You have given them uh, a calling to a very unique ministry, very unique place, Lord. Not um, everyone could probably do that job, but you've trained Christopher. You've uh, given him the discipline to be able to fly planes, oversee pilots, and crews, Lord, that 
that are so dependent on an aircraft that will land and fly and, um, and get people back and forth, Lord. And so the responsibility is great. And it takes a godly man, a disciplined man, to do this job. And so we thank you for Christopher. Thank you for the years his parents poured into him, the church for many years, Lord. And now he serves you in a wonderful role. We thank you for his bride that you gave him many years ago, met on the mission field, serving Jesus together, Lord, and now continue to do that. May you bless her and give her strength, Lord. And we pray for the children. Um, they're probably ready to go home to Papua New Guinea. They've been all over the states and got all of our sicknesses, Lord. And uh, just grant them peace and mercy, Lord, as they uh, adjust in a family that is a little different than the normal American family. So help them, Lord. We do pray for their visa. Uh, we pray for the transition back into Papua New Guinea. We continue to pray for their support, though they are supported well, that that would hold, and we would be a part of that financially as well, Lord. So we thank you for this time. We are grateful to have them here um, this last month and for a few more weeks, Lord. May you bless them, and may we love on them while they're here, Lord. So go before them, plow the road, Lord, and give them great victory for Jesus Christ. In his name we say, amen.